What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. Good morning, everybody. What is up? It's another episode of Clown World Weekly with The Spiritual Gangsters, myself, Teresa, and my home slice, the NY Patriot. (laughs) What's What's up? up? Good morning. How are, How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Good. I always have to think of like new ways to describe you or introduce you. It's yeah, that's what funny. I was trying to do recently too. I know. Last last time I said homeboy, so this was home, home slice. slice. That works. <laughs> that works. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, just want to get a housekeeping thing out of the way. Obviously, today we are wearing matching hats. Hello. Right? So, <laughs> I made them, kind of. Well, I did, in a way. I made the patch, and it says tinfoil on it because, you know, we got to keep our tinfoil hats on in this clown world. That's for sure. So I recently restocked them in my Etsy shop. So if you missed out last time, because I just do, like, small runs of them, um, if you missed out, please grab one sooner than later because there are limited quantities again. So the Etsy shop is called Loyal to the Foil. You can hit it up by searching Etsy or um, it's in the link in my Instagram and probably in the links down below. I think I put it in my link tree, most likely, if I was on top of things. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, I like it. I'm wearing the silver and Y's wearing the dark gray, just so you see the difference. But, yeah. Do you like your hat? Yeah, I do. Yes. Have you worn it, like, in public yet? Uh, yeah, I wore it to uh, <laughs> Target, actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you get any looks? You know, I, I actually had like, wasn't so much like knowing that it was on my head at the point I got there. Oh, so like I wasn't like even thinking, yeah, it. I'm just thinking I have a hat on my head. Uh, but no, okay. I have I've worn it a couple times, like grocery shopping and stuff. And I do feel like the odd person gives you like a, like a double take. Well, I had it in my head too. I was like, you know, I'm going somewhere. There's going to be a lot of people, you know, like mm. Target. So I was like, oh, I'll put it on thinking, wondering if anybody will notice it and totally forgot I was wearing it by the time I got there. So nice. I could have gotten looks. <laughs> I had no <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> Probably did a little bit. Anyways, that's good. Yes. Um, but yeah, another crazy week in clown world. I feel like this is a very info heavy episode. Maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah. Well, do you want to tell people like what you're up to lately? Because you got some cool, uh, cool lives coming up. I think. Oh well, one thing uh, that's quite possible that will in some ways kind of go off a little bit on clown world on some you know, sometimes. And mm. if I can get guests, but I will be starting a, uh, I could probably get a link. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to give somebody the link yet. I think a uh, free world FM, I'm going to be going on a internet radio and that will be live. I think every Wednesday, I could be wrong, maybe one or two o'clock. I think starting, if not next week, the week after that, and, like, honestly, I, I really don't – I was kind of like, I don't even know the format of this. And I was talking to Teresa, and I was like, you know, maybe something a little bit more like Clown World or, like, having uh, guests on and, like, covering, like, movies or shows and stuff. But uh, 
coming up pretty soon within the next week or two. I should be doing a live internet radio every Wednesday. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, that coming nice. up and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we're going to be working on. I'm excited about that for you. I think yes. that'll be uh, Thank you. be really cool. Yeah, it'll be cool. different because, like, you know, I'm used to doing lives, but the whole thing is, like, I think there's, it's like an hour and, like, it's 56 minutes technically because there's going to be commercials in it because that's how these mm -hmm. people are making money to keep the product going. For sure. So, uh, yeah, so it's like I'm going to have to pay time myself, like, around commercials, I think. So it'll be, uh, it'll be definitely yeah. learning. Definitely. It's a bit trickier. I have done a couple of people's shows, you know, who have that format and it, it is a little bit trickier to like, you know, talk to the certain time and take the break and whatever. Anyways, so let's get into it for the week. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Should I bring up some slight? Thanks. <laughs> All right. So first story we have Israel offers to pay Egypt's debt to the International Monetary Bank if they take in Palestinians from Gaza. And that would be up to the tune of $20 billion. <laughs> yeah. I was just like kind of raised an eyebrow when I heard about this. I was like, hey, you what? Like, couldn't you have maybe offered that as an option prior to just blowing everybody up it's just like yo if you had 20 billion 20 billion dollars just to toss around shouldn't things be different over there uh that too and then why is uh, every other country obligated to send you aid in, in the billions also you have lots of money what do you need yeah. our money for i thought that right? was wild it's like wait 20 billion yeah or whatever pretty it's crazy 12 here i think it might say or something like that but i was just like if you have a I don't know. It's like, it's just funny. It's like, I don't even think we're paying that much for the motherfuckers hopping the fence. Right. <laughs> and there's more of them. I don't know. Well, where's all this endless money come from? That's what I'd like to know. It just reminded me, as soon as I hear words like World Bank or International Monetary Bank or International Monetary Fund, I always think of the Iron Bank in Game of Thrones. Because it's like, yeah. who is yeah. really controlling... The world's money. A lot of the times, even that country? whole Iron Bank and Game of Thrones, it was like, did you really have that much money, or was it just something you made people believe? Well, it was. It was like the Lannisters would borrow and borrow and borrow, but they were like the richest family, but yet they had like huge debts, right? A Lannister always pays his debts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, so a little more details on this story. So it's being reported that Israel's offered to pay Egypt's over twenty billion dollar debt to the International Monetary Fund if they agree to transfer the population of Gaza into the Sinai Desert. That's 2 million displaced persons. It's like, and then you say it like it's no big deal. Like, oh, just take the whole population and just chuck them there. Crazy. Um, one proposal is suggesting that the World Bank could forgive a significant part of Egypt's debt in return for accepting the refugees. Which I was like, why would it? Why would the World Bank care about where the refugees go in general? And two, is it in their best interest to even forgive the debt? Because if they don't, they keep collecting interest and they make more money. So, is it in their interest for the debt to be cleared or not? And like, then why are they so pro Israel's suggestion? I had wondered if it's just something is leaving up with the money and where these people are going. It's all like yeah. weird symbolism too. Right. 
Yeah, even like putting them in in like a desert. Like how, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally ignorant. How many Jews? How, how many Jews were with Moses when they left Egypt? Oh, good question. I don't remember. Because like when I heard that, I was like, this just sounds like the opposite. <laughs> I was just right. It's like that's what I thought too. I was like, because there's a whole section of the Bible called like the desert wanderings, and I'm like, this is just like the desert wanderings. <laughs> For Muslim people, like what? you know, it, it's something that that Cindy just said in chat too. I mean, mm. you know, she said it first. I don't want to be the the first one to say it, but like when I see a lot of these videos of like all these people walking or going whatever over there, yep. it doesn't seem much different than watching the videos of people coming into our country. To the fact it's like you just walked miles, but yet you're in perfectly pressed, clean clothes. That is something too. That's a little weird. With all this shit going on, you, you got you you're still fucking flossing, bright colored fucking brand new looking clothes. Flossing. Bombs going bombs going off. You're going through rubble, but your fucking clothes are fucking mint. Yeah. It's really weird just, to me. I yeah, I do question a lot on both sides of it. I mean, I'm sure some people probably saw there was a post floating around recently on social media about uh, AI generated like Palestinian child with six fingers. You know, and it was showing him, like, very upset amongst all this rubble and stuff. And, like, why why do they do that? I mean, maybe the whoever created the post just did that, like, to get a stock photo, you know? Like, they weren't really, like, searching for a, a genuine photo. I don't know, but I hate when they do that. And a lot of the um, Palestinian accounts I've been following to get, like, that perspective, they have posted the odd thing that's fake. Not necessarily fake, but, like, it's from another conflict or it's from another war. And then they're passing it off as like, this just happened. But like, I'm sure there are. Well, we see that happen all the time on the other side. That's what I mean. It's happening on both sides. I mean, even times. I think it happened on the Israeli side as well. There's been how many times since we've been doing this show that we'll even find out this shit's a few years old and it's coming out as now. Yeah, lots of stories we go to cover. Like, we'll be like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then we go to look it up and we're like, it's from like three years ago. Like, why is it just circulating now again? Very yeah. odd. Anywho's. Um, yeah, I thought that was some interesting points just to think <laughs> about whose interest is it and whose best interest is it to like clear this debt? I don't know. I'm not sure. Apparently, though, during its meeting with uh, Western officials, Cairo has highlighted that there are resistant movements in Gaza, not necessarily terrorist organizations. That's their take on it. So it sounds like they're a little bit more sympathetic to the Palestinian people, but also at the same time don't really want to take in two million refugees all at once. And apparently, this is not the first time Egypt's been uh, bribed, I mm. guess, to always say. So, apparently, in 1991, the U.S. and its allies forgave half of Egypt's debt in exchange for its involvement in the anti-Iraq coalition during the Second Gulf War. Oh, wow. So, interesting. Like, to bribe Egypt. Yeah. Uh, so despite, uh, Netanyahu putting pressure for this deal to go through, the leaders have ultimately agreed so far that Egypt's role should be the delivery of humanitarian aid because the Rafa crossing in the Sinai region is like one of the only routes operable right now to get stuff in and out of the Gaza Strip. But Egypt says it's not obligated to accept such an influx of refugees. 
Yeah. I mean, from stuff I that mean, they showed on the news at one point, it was pretty much like they didn't even want, nobody wanted to take any of these people. That's what some of my Jewish friends talk about. Nobody and and, and, and they were saying that, you know, again, who knows how truthful the news is, but part of their reasoning behind it is because they were like, how do we know we're not taking in part of the problem? You know, like, how do we True. know Hamas isn't already involved in these people that are trying to cross over into other countries? Well, apparently every every Palestinian is a human shield because Hamas hides amongst the people. So, you know, can't can't risk uh, anyone coming in. You never know, right? Just to bring people up to speed um, on the conflict, uh, I found conflicting numbers. So one source that I found said over 30 Palestinians have been killed since October 7th. Another source said it's more like 10,000. Now, I don't know what to believe. Those are very different numbers. Uh, just to compare, the Israeli death count stands around 1,400. Well, you know, self-defense. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> one thing, I uh, yeah, before we move on to the next one, the only thing I think is crazy, and I think me and you were talking about this, through text is I don't even know how you would even want to compare this to the Holocaust when it comes to numbers. Yeah. When it comes to numbers. How how do you even make a comparison? Yeah, you mean like um Israelis were making a comparison? Oh yeah, like this is like the worst thing since the Holocaust. The fucking Holocaust was millions of people. Yeah. Well, if we believe the official numbers. No, I know, but it's just but like yeah, you're, 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 you're yeah. comparing this to something that's like ten times worse. Well, and the thing is, I think... You're just saying um, that name, though, is like, ooh. Yeah, well, we got to use the Holocaust card. Ooh. But, but I think, unfortunately, it seems to be a scenario where, you know, people are becoming the thing that they claim to hate and need protection from. You become that monster yourself. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know. I, the, the whole point of creating the state of Israel was supposedly under the guise of protecting the chosen people from genocide in the future, uh, but only to commit genocide themselves. And then, like, another thing, too, you know, and I, I hate to sound like an asshole, too, but, like, for me, all I've done, or all I've noticed, I'd say since right before the election, no matter how, but somehow, either side starts pandering to the 2%. The left pandered to the two percent of the sexual deviancy, and now the right's pandering to the two percent of religious ideas. Yo, for real. What is up with that? Why are we always being bent from the two percent? Uh, sometimes I think that happens when people really don't. Um... <laughs> this sounds so bad. <laughs> Someone's. I know it's like a hard thing to later. even come out and say and admit, but it's truthful. This Someone's truthful. gonna come out and message me about this later. I'm just gonna say it like. Sometimes I think, and this is um, an example of this would be what happened with the last few years and all the measures with COVID and blah, blah, blah. People who are not grounded in their moral foundation and don't know or maybe don't feel at peace with themselves, I think often act in certain ways to prove how good of a person they are. So they are doing these outside things like to show, you know, how great they are, to show like how virtue passionate signaling. they are. Yes, virtue signaling, yes. But it can be expressed in two different paradigms. Oh, yeah. Right, or many different paradigms, but 
Yeah. When <laughs> and someone's gonna message me about that for sure. <laughs> Like I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure by later today or tomorrow, you'll be showing me crazy fucking messages. Most likely. Lately, honestly, like thank you guys who do listen regularly and uh, like interact, you know, with us and ask us questions or comments. A couple of people have been like, "Yeah, you said this, and I really think this," and like that's amazing. But sometimes I'm like, "Sorry, what did I say?" Because as soon as I say it. I don't remember. Oh, I have that a lot, you know, sometimes with my shows, and it's like, yo, I hate to say it. It's like, first off, this episode was probably recorded like over a month ago, so like, I don't even remember what yeah. I said. So at like, I really agreed when you said this, and I'm like, fuck, what did I say? <laughs> I probably said something so embarrassing. Anyways, but yeah, thank you for, you know, those interactions. I really appreciate it. But uh, all right. So, on the same vein of uh, Israel conflict and money, the U.S. House of Representatives uh, last Thursday passed a Republican plan to provide $14.3 billion in aid to Israel as it fights Hamas, despite Democratic insistence that this bill has no future in the Senate and the White House is going to veto it. Which I thought is interesting. So this is like the Republican project to like support Israel. Oh, yeah. And, if it was up to the Lindsey Democrats Graham, he would have really... hit the button already. Yeah, the Democrats are, like, not as for it as I thought they would be. It's interesting. Oh, well, uh, we have had, I mean, in New York, I have to be, I'll be honest, I'm surprised that we have had Eric Adams and Chuck Schumer both come out and be pretty adamant about their opinion that Hamas is wrong. Oh, okay, I see. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, that did surprise me, that, like, especially Schumer. Yeah, he's a he's a wacko. Because I, I think they even he had made a remark, kind of like towards, not so much with AOC, but directed towards those people. Like, you know, the, it's a little silly you're thinking right now. Uh, I see. So uh, division within the party. Oh, for oh. sure. Yeah, if you watch the news here, there is definitely division amongst the Democrats with this. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I'm not too familiar with the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Is that his title? I think. Yeah. So he's a Republican, right? It's interesting because I, I follow like some Christian and like Catholic accounts online and they had passed around this picture of like him praying on like the house floor and they're like, oh, wow, like what a great guy, you know, like basically promoting it like that. And I'm like, oh, just like when Trump is like said something about Jesus you know, one time you know what's and then he was like, oh, <laughs> I was talking about that last night. I was like, yo, do you realize every motherfucker that hangs around this dude or is associated with this guy has always got a fucking cross on? I was like, what yeah. does he tell these people? Uh, you put one of those on and it makes everything look right. Yeah, people would be like, and it's oh, just like so really weird. Like a lot, especially the women, person. the women he's had around him, like his lawyer now, uh, his last uh, speaker for press speaker. It's like the pillow guy. It's like everybody that he involves himself around, like a lot of them always have that cheesy little fucking cross. And it's just like, you just have that sitting there just to give this idea as soon as you're looked at. You must be a good person. You have the cross on your chest. Yeah, I think that's probably why they do it. I mean, maybe they them within themselves they think that they are. So mm. that's this why is, they wear it or whatever. Know. I just noticed that with a lot of people around Trump. Yeah, so I, I admit, like when I first saw a couple of these accounts like posting about uh, Mike Johnson because I don't know anything about him, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like he's openly praying. Like it's nice to see, kind of thing. And then I see this story where he wants to send like fourteen point three billion in aid to Israel, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, 
Yeah, bro. I don't know. Yeah, I don't after know he that. won the vote, he 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 had even said the first thing they were gonna go do was figure out about how they're supporting Israel. And again, this is like I feel like a an American Christian thing specifically. I don't. We don't have this culture in Canada or Toronto. I don't know. At least not amongst Catholics that I know of. It's very neutral. Like, if you think like yeah, you might have your opinions about it individually, but it's not like, oh, because you're you're a Christian, you have to support Israel. It's not like that. If you think about it, if we were, let's say, funding both sides, mm-hmm. would this really be much different than the Crusades? It's just now somebody else is doing it. I think that's what this is turning out to be. No, because like I've even literally crusade. thought about this. Like, I'm just going to be honest. If you were really, really religious... Mm-hmm. And if you were a, a Catholic or a Christian right now that's like hardcore and thinks everybody else who believes something else is fucked up and wrong and that they're not buying into the right shit, would you really care right now that two of the hugest major religions that are known that are actually going against your God's word are killing each other right now? Would you yeah. really give much fucks about that? A few hundred years ago, they'd probably be like, ha, keep going, keep going. Here, here, here's a couple of swords. You're running out. Keep going. Thank you. Well... You know, depends how deep a dive of conspiracy you want to do. But, I mean, some people theorize that this is encouraged for reasons. That's, that's a whole other episode. I, I just think it's funny. It. It's like you got, hard, you got these hardcore Christians that want to fund, yeah. fund the war between the two other major Abraham, Abrahamic religions that goes against yours. It's just, it's just fucked up when you think about it. It is, and, you know, we are, as Christians, called to, like, thou shalt not kill. So it's like, why are you, like, so We need to start doing killing? thou shalt mind our own business. Right? <laughs> That's what we need to start doing. And you know what? I think that the Ten Commandments <laughs> point to that a lot. Mind your own fucking business. I mean, right? even right there when it's telling you not to, like, screw your neighbor's wife. Mind your business, bro. Right? <laughs> if you were truly minding your business, that, that would, would never have happened. Right? <laughs> It wouldn't even enter the equation. Stop being so nosy. Exactly. Just stick to your own shit. Yeah, it's true. And you'll have more peace that way if you do that. Um, But yeah, so apparently the Democrats want to veto this bill because Biden has asked Congress to approve a broader bill, $106 billion in emergency spending to go towards funding Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine, and provide humanitarian aid. So Chuck Schumer said the Senate would probably consider this a bipartisan bill that addresses broader priorities. So more likely, this broader bill and more expensive one is going to be passed. Mm. More than likely. So it's not that they are like... Democrats are not wanting to send aid. It's just that they want to do this broader bipartisan bill. One thing which I, includes Taiwan and Ukraine. I do want to <laughs> add with the whole, like, even with the numbers stuff, and I'm, you know, I try not to get into it on this show because it gets out there. But, like, when it comes to Gematria, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, we're even saying, you know, where's all this money coming from? Does it necessarily actually have to be correct? Could it really be just numbers that need to be put on there? And the reason why mm-hmm. I'm saying that is, when I was doing, I think, the uh, Gilgo Beach, it could have been that or something else, I was getting uh, something that had 143 and 187. And I remember thinking back, I'm like, oh, those were huge, like, text or 
um, when we had beepers. Oh, you know, yeah. like codes that were you one four three. I love you. One eight seven is like you know uh, undercover cop. You know all that shit. You know. <laughs> So, one eight seven is uh, the whole, you know whatever the number for uh, you know killing a you know shot, shooting a cop or some shit. Whatever. Oh my god! Only yeah. you would know that. Well, honestly. fucking Snoop Dogg. I mean, told everybody. Okay, know, I don't fuck. know. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> That's funny. I just had to grow up in the nineties and listen to Snoop Dogg, and I knew what the hell that meant. But. I'm a little bit younger than you, so <laughs> it shows in this moment exactly. But uh, <laughs> you know, him and Dr. Dre told me what one eight seven meant. There you but, go. I mean, like. But uh, I saw a lot of that coming up in Gematria over, you know, with with certain words that I was looking for that just seemed like very interesting. And I was just like, you know, again, sometimes these numbers just have to be in there for Gematria. I think that, yeah. When you see numbers highlighted in stories and articles, especially, I do feel like a lot of times it is on purpose and yeah, for uh, symbolic reasons. Especially when you start getting 11s all the time. You know, on like oh, the thirty threes, it's everywhere. Thirty threes everywhere. Eleven, twenty two, thirty three, forty seven, seventeen. Yeah, it was eight. like something they were showing, like a football player. Like I don't, for some reason, they were focusing on some other football player for some bullshit. And his jersey was mm-hmm. thirty three. It's like come of on. course. Yeah, I think it was like a kicker or something. Something happened. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to go to the next slide? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So. Another little thing I've been noticing about the conflict in the Middle East. Uh, so Israel has been accused of using white phosphorus in their attacks in Lebanon and Gaza. So I just thought it was weird because, I mean, it's a war crime, apparently. You're not allowed to do that, number one. Second of all, when I see pictures of the white phosphorus exploding or however it gets launched, to me, it looks like, how do you say it, Cthulhu? Mm. Like, looks like the vitreous nerves in your eyeball, too. Yeah, like nerves or like tentacles. Like, I just, this creeps me out. (laughs) If I was to see this in the sky, like, I'd be like, it's fucking Armageddon over here. Like, this is nuts. So, just to give people a little. They really stepped up their chemtrails. Right. Chemtrails on steroids. Yeah. So apparently white phosphorus uh, creates a dense smoke screen or is used to mask targets or mark targets sometimes, sorry. When it's exposed to air, it burns at an extremely high temperature and often starts fires in the areas in which it is deployed. People exposed to white phosphorus can suffer respiratory damage, organ failure, and other horrific and life-changing injuries including burns that are extremely difficult to treat and cannot be helped with water. Burns affecting even just 10% of the body are often fatal. So this is pretty serious stuff. Uh, So apparently there is strong evidence that the Israeli army has fired white phosphorus artillery shells um, in operations along Lebanon's southern border between the 10th and 16th of October this year. This is according to Amnesty International. So this is like a neutral, supposed to be neutral body, right? Uh, there was an attack on the town of Deira, I think I say it, on October 16th that must be investigated as a war crime because it was an indiscriminate attack that injured at least nine civilians, damaged objects, and is therefore unlawful, according to Amnesty International. A quote from a representative of Amnesty, it is beyond horrific that the Israeli army has indiscriminately used white phosphorus in violation of international humanitarian law. 
Um, end quote. And I will cut it off there because basically just reiterates what I said. Um, apparently, it emits a very bad odor, creates a massive cloud that covers the town, and you will not even be able to see just a few meters in front of you. Damn. That's crazy. Uh, even two days later, when people returned to the um, city that was attacked, cars were still on fire, houses were still on fire two days later. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, and they'll even uh, reignite. Remnants of it will reignite when exposed to air again, even like days later. So that's pretty crazy. The real question is, though, does blue paint stop it from burning? Yeah. <laughs> so mistake. if we just paint Should our rooms, your house yeah. blue. <laughs> you know, something I want to mention that you had said uh, that I find is very interesting when it comes to the United States Mm-hmm. And I know this because of doing the MK Ultra series with Thrash, which yeah. people go check out. Episode one already dropped. It'll probably be five or six parts. It'll yeah. be sporadic. Definitely check it out. Real eye-opening, I think, for MK Ultra. But Thrash, and I don't think he was wrong because, like, you know, he was pulling up stuff as we were recording and he was going over it. Um, according to him, we actually never accepted the Nuremberg codes. What do you mean? Didn't accept. There is a lot of con- there's a lot of countries that actually never accepted it for themselves. But but us, we never actually accepted or adhered to it, but yet we used that law to go against them. Oh, what? So just because you're out there saying they're going against these codes or these laws doesn't mean you're actually at high, you know Holding them to yourself, yourself. (gasps) You're just saying that's that's word magic right there. That's wordplay. That's how you mind fuck people. That's crazy. I did not know that. We never accepted those laws that we used supposedly, you know, WWF basically in a courtroom. We're putting these motherfuckers in jail, but yet they're coming over here. It was fucking just reality TV back then. I think. Wow, those whole trials, in my, opinion, in my opinion. Well, that kind of makes sense because, you know, the U.S., I mean, it's factual that they took in Nazis after World War II. They didn't prosecute them. They made them part of the country and put them into NASA and things like in government, the CIA. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a bit of yeah, a Yeah, so more of the reason why I was getting into that, it's just like, you know, again, like, how do you know Israel is even adhered to any kind of laws how, how do you know yeah. they've even accepted like okay yeah we'll go by these how do you know they, they even may, have maybe they, they may not have so to them it's just like oh it doesn't matter we never said that this was against the law we never agreed with anybody that this was illegal well apparently i don't okay i'm gonna probably misquote myself or whatever but there is a type of judaism a sect of it like i would say it's an extremist sect that believes if you are, quote-unquote, an idol worshiper, they are allowed to kill you, and it's not a sin. doesn't matter. Because you're an idol worshiper, you deserve to die. So they would apply that to, like, any other belief system, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? So, ooh, allows you to uh, kill with impunity. I mean, probably every major religion has some, like, radical thought like that, you know, somewhere that came from it, you know? I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some extreme. I mean, that sounds of, like I mean, there's Islamic shit like that. 
And there's Jewish there shit is. like that. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. So that's right there. For sure. There is a Islamic stuff like that as well, for sure. Anyway, I just thought this, it just looks like Cthulhu to me. Very weird. And it weirds me out. Anywho's. Um, oh, and also ties back to the octopus thing we touched on like a couple weeks ago. Remember with Greta? Yes. Greta Thunberg, and she had the post with the octopus over her shoulder, and people were like, that's anti-Semitic. And I was like, well, we have octopus in the sky here. Anywho's. Uh, so next story we have is Twitter X banning the account of Pascal Najadi. So if you don't know who this is, I did not know who it was either till I saw the story. So Pascal Najadi is the son of World Economic Forum co-founder Hussein Najadi. Um, and he's also an investment banker and Bitcoin activist. So... Pascal is calling for the arrest of Bill Gates, the World Health Organization leadership, the WEF, Klaus Schwab, big tech leaders, and the people at Pfizer. And he is saying this publicly now because he and his mother both are dying from the you-know-what, the jabbity-jab, which he calls poison. And on social media platforms, you are supposed to be allowed to share your own experience. It's not like if you are spreading misinformation, which is not your own experience, that can give you a strike. I know because it's happened to this channel before and I had to do a training to like reinstitute or get rid of my strike or whatever. So, but if it's your own experience, you're supposed to be able to discuss online. So I found it interesting that he's sharing his own experience and Mr savior of humanity freedom <laughs> himself elon musk's twitter x has decided to just ban his account well you know what i think too also with people is like they actually think this guy's like oh you know somebody got reported and like he's looking at it you know what i'm saying like you think so you think he got contact before we ban this guy's account elon we just want to run this past you there's people banning accounts that he has no fucking idea who they're banning or what they're doing. Yeah. I mean I mean he himself I, but obviously. I but I think like his 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 following tends to think that he's really that involved with the platform. The yeah. only thing I think he's he's really involved with the platform is probably AI tweets just to keep motherfuckers sucking on his balls. <laughs> it's the only thing that platform is for is for him to stay a god in people's minds. Yeah. I think so. You know, I just, I don't see how people can like champion him as some hero of democracy and free speech. Like, it's so weird to me. Well, that, that seems so like, I honestly, I noticed, I was thinking yesterday, I was like, between him and RFK, you really don't hear much about them anymore. Ooh, I thought that well, was we're going to, we're going to talk about him later. I was like, is this some sort of cyclical thing going on? You know, that I was like, will they pop back in, you know, because of their like numerical value of their <laughs> Yeah, when the time is right. Yeah, yeah. Is it, are they code. just yeah? Are they actually like some sort of like weird like thing that pops up right before change happens or something? I don't know. It's just some weird thing, you know. Well, right now, you know, Israel uh, has the spotlight, so I guess not. We can't share the stage too much. Mm. I just thought it was interesting that that guy was um, being silenced on Twitter slash X, even though technically. Musk should be uh, in favor of what he's saying if he is who he says he is. 
Oh, I, you know what? I thought was weird before. We, sorry to interrupt, but I think that, uh, Lisa had showed it to me recently. Mm -hmm. um, something with, I think, like, he wasn't too far. When he went to Texas, like, the he wasn't too far, I don't think, from, like, the 32 point, like, something degree line. Oh, like, really? Very close to, like, the, the 33rd. You know, Cutting it close like, there. Yeah, something with that part of Texas. And I was just like, yo, is this another reason why Texas seems to be so big for Masonic stuff? It's because you actually have, like, that degree line running through it. Maybe. I wonder what um, what city that would be. Yeah. I, just, I just thought it was weird how, like, even where he went over by Eagle Pass... Texas has, like, one of the biggest, I think, has something to do with, like, oil, too. And it's just, his plants, his plants do run off of, like, that shit. It's just, it was yeah. very shady. I don't, I think it was very shady reasons for why he was there. And I think the public thought he was, like, there to, oh, let's look at the problem here. You know, you were there mm -hmm. for in your own interests. And he did, like, a two little, uh, a five-minute, you know, skit acting like you cared. Really? That's, That's what funny. I think, you know. I don't know. Classic. Speaking of Elon Musk and electric cars, <laughs> actually, that was a good segue there. I didn't even plan that. Uh, so our next story, Elon is an actor. <laughs> oh, my God, Susan, that's the best comment. I love that. So for anyone who's listening and can't see. Oh, I, I don't know why the comment's not showing up Oh, I just, I just dropped it back down again. Oh, okay. Elon is an actor who shoots giant peepees into fake space. Yeah, that made, me, that made me cough and laugh. That's my I take. I had to mute on myself. Elon Musk. Yeah, very totally. well said, Susan. Yeah. So, speaking of electric cars, because, you know, he is the uh, owner of Tesla, obviously. But on our next story. Oh, this we... made me so happy to see when I saw this. Yeah, this was very interesting. So, Apparently, car companies are losing major money on electric vehicle sales. And I was like, well, heck yeah, that's a cause for celebration. So apparently, electric vehicles are a very bad investment for car makers. Only 10% of customers are choosing electric. Ford itself has reported in its earnings uh, last week that its electric vehicle unit posted quarterly losses of $1.33 billion. I don't think the CEOs like that. General no. Motors reduced its quarterly profit by 1.5 billion because of higher costs and the impact of selling electric vehicles. Also note that the government does pay a $7,500 subsidy subsidy check if you buy an electric vehicle, so they're basically trying to bribe people to buy electric cars. Even despite that, uh, Ford loses over $30,000 for every electric vehicle that it produced last year. So people are not taking the bait as much as they thought they would. There's also talk of industry-wide bailouts for car makers um, because they are pushing back against the mandates for producing electric vehicles. And I was like, you know what? Maybe the future isn't so fucked after all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when I saw this <laughs> shit, I was like, I happened to hear it on TV, and I was like, oh, I like had to like stop what I was doing to pay attention. I was yeah. like, oh, this is great. But yeah, they were right. saying that a lot of the car companies are like, yeah, I, I don't even think it's like it's not worth doing. We're getting screwed. I'm like, that's great because was, I had heard they were showing on even on TV. They were showing how like a, another problem with it is people are finding themselves like on crazy ass lines just to get fuel, just to get charged, charged up. Like, yeah. like, it, like to, when I saw it, it, like, it reminded me of, like, 
you know, I heard about it as a child, but there was like something with the gas. Or when I was younger, Hurricane Sandy, not everybody had like, not all the gas stations were like up and running. You mm-hmm. had lines of people waiting to get gas. Yep. You know, I think there was a gas shortage back in the day. And depending on what your license plate numbers were, that was like a day that you can get gas or not. This actually happened, I think, back in the 70s or 80s here in the United States. And just as like, it's like, yo, it's like I'm, I'm watching that. But now in 2023 because of electric cars, it's just really. Yeah, exactly. Same same scenario. And wouldn't wasn't the whole point of electric cars to avoid things like that? Avoid like gas shortages and those emergency situations. I don't know. The whole thing makes no sense with electric cars. Someone I know recently bought a, an electric pickup truck and I was just making fun of them so bad. I was like, what? It's like the most ridiculous thing you could do. But uh, apparently they decided that because it was of the like subsidy you would get, like the, the checks or whatever. Anyways, I thought there was hope for the future yet. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank God. And it shows like the power of the consumer. You really can influence things with what you decide to buy. I know that people sometimes don't believe it, but it's true. Companies care about profit more than anything else, so... They don't mm-hmm. care what the government says. If they're not going to make money, they're not going to sell it anymore. Didn't we, was it, was it, did we cover it on your show, the Victoria's Secret thing? Yes. Yeah. That, that's right. That was like maybe a couple of weeks ago. We were saying that their marketing strategy was returning back to, uh, you know, sex sells. Surprise. Yeah. Or heterosexual sex, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's what it was. Yeah, heterosexual <laughs> sex sells. Yeah, as opposed to, like, you know, pushing woke agendas through lingerie. Like, yeah. So it turns out tradition reigns true, I guess. Right? Interesting. Yeah. This next story is crazy to me. You brought this to my attention because, yeah. you know, it's like, local yes. for you. <laughs> But uh, you're like, yes. So apparently federal agents searched the home of uh, uh, Eric Adams, top campaign fundraiser. Her name is Brianna Suggs. If you don't know who Eric Adams is, he's the mayor, right, Mm -hmm. of New York City. Is that correct? Yes. I have to check sometime. But yeah, his top campaign fundraiser is Brianna Suggs. So... Apparently, they obtained a search warrant uh, indicating that authorities were examining whether the Adams campaign conspired with the Turkish government to receive donations from foreigners that are banned by law. And I was like, Turkish government? What interest do they have in who the mayor of New York City is? Like, what would they care? And then I was trying to, like, find ties to this Brianna Suggs or Eric Adams to like Muslim Brotherhood or like. Well, see, now I think I have had people tell me now this is, I'm very ignorant to this part. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure of like the Prince Hall stuff, but I do think somebody had pointed out there are like, my opinion, the Shriners, even their symbology is very Islamic in a sense. And that this stuff, the type of Freemasonry he's into has supposedly maybe that type of background to it. So I do find right. it very weird. Well, and you proved that he is a Freemason. You have pictures of him oh, in the lodge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, new, the, the post, somebody actually did even cover it a few days after I even did my episode. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It did eventually, like, actually make some news article. But they were like, oh, like, I think it was like, oh, what's going on at Gracie Mansion? And they're talking about how, like, the Freemasons came there and did initiations for people at Gracie Mansion. Oh, my. Very interesting. So then also begs the question, well, who the heck is Brianna Suggs? Anyways, who's this girl? So uh, she was the top campaign fundraiser in charge of Eric Adams 2021 mayoral campaign finances and fundraising, which is insane because she's only 23. That's a lot of responsibility for a 23-year-old. Apparently, so she was basically the campaign finance director. Adams apparently decided to hire her and raised a lot of eyebrows because of her age and her lack of experience. Um, Apparently donors did have to deal with her directly. And she's supposedly the goddaughter of Eric Adams' longest serving and most senior aide, whose name is Ingrid Lewis Martin. So Brianna had worked under Ingrid's office Uh, from 2017 to 2021 when he served as the Brooklyn Borough President. So she was, I guess, probably a high school intern at that point. Like, honestly, how old could she have been? Yeah, some people refer to her as uh, Louis Martin's goddaughter. So she's obviously in the political inner circle. But that's a weird role to give such a young lady, in my opinion. It's odd. Yo, he was on his way to D.C. when this happened. He turned back around. That's crazy. Yeah, he even knew, like, ooh, I gotta. This is bad. I can handle this and think about my excuse on the plane ride back home. Yeah, he has denied any knowledge of uh, illegal fundraising, of course. What else is he going to say at this point, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, the, he's, the yeah, Turkish he's, thing. He's really good at distancing himself from screwed up shit that's been caught. Because, mm. I mean, there's been plenty of things that have happened with people that have been around him since he's been in, in office. And it's just right. like, yo, you dodge every fucking bullet, man. It's like Trudeau. Nothing sticks. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Let's see. Here. Let's see. Ah, indeed. All right. This is a little bit disturbing, but, you know, no secret, I think, to this crowd what Planned Parenthood is all about. So Planned Parenthood is facing a $1.8 billion federal trial for selling baby body parts brought through to court by the state of Texas. Uh, so this case comes as a result of undercover video footage uh, about per- Planned Parenthood's illegal selling of fetal body parts. This disqualifies Planned Parenthood from Medicaid uh, funding due to violations of medical standards and ethics and it, again, has been proven on undercover video that they are actually doing this. So apparently Planned Parenthood has ignored the rules of Medicaid pregnancy termination, and they've tried to unsuccessfully force the state of Texas to keep funding them. They've lied in court and in Congress about their harvesting and sale of fetal bodies. Uh, They've now been found liable to pay back taxpayer money that they fraudulently took and will go to trial to determine the full level of penalty due. They are accused of having overbilled by $17 million. 17. <laughs> but the legal pen- penalty for doing so is much, much higher than that. And the trial is supposed to begin next April. I was like, damn, that's crazy. 
right? Yeah. People say it. People say that's a conspiracy theory. Nobody does that. They don't. They don't traffic fetal body parts. Yes, they do. Sadly, sadistically. But yeah, shout out Texas for uh, not letting it stand. Or maybe the state just wants its money. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm, we just want to get paid what we were owed. But uh, I found it interesting that this case was coming out in the public eye a little bit. Yeah. Usually something that doesn't really get talked about too much. Yeah, it'd be like almost too conspiratorial, actually. Right? Yeah. Or uh, too, too pizza-gate-y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, usually if abortion's in the news, it's to talk about women's rights and uh, to be pro-abortion. So this was very interesting to show maybe some of the, the back-end, darker side of what goes on at a clinic. Right? I just wanted to include it for that reason. This was interesting. So this is local to me. And I was like, damn, we got some uh, some tinfoil hatters in the teacher's crowd. <laughs> Keep in mind, guys, Toronto, well, Ontario, but Toronto specifically is like the most liberal place. Like you cannot say anything that I say on here. Like I am sometimes a little bit afraid that a parent from my kid's school is going to find me on here and be like, Teresa is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, hold it against me because, you know, anyways, my opinions are not common <laughs> amongst the Toronto crowd. But um, so this headline reads, uh, 18 Toronto teachers refuse to work amid cell phone tower radiation concerns. So the Toronto District School Board says it has made arrangements for a third-party to review concerns about radiation from a nearby cell phone tower and make recommendations for next steps after several staff at a Toronto high school refused to report for duty to work earlier last week. So the school in question is called William Loyne McKenzie Collegiate in North York. So that's actually not very far from where I live. Basically, it's Dufferin and Shepherd. if anyone is from Toronto. It's a very busy area. Um, yeah, it's like not the most most pleasant of places to go to school because it's high traffic and whatever. But um, apparently the occupational health and safety people are getting involved and they are taking this very seriously. And I was like, well, that's interesting. The tower is close by, but not actually on school property. So I don't know what will come of it. But my question is what I want to know as a parent or a student where do you go file complaints about radiation if you're not a teacher? I want to know because sometimes I've wondered that when there's a big outbreak of sickness at the school, is that a, a, a possible factor? Mm. Or Wi-Fi in the school. Too much Wi-Fi and kids are getting sick because of that or come home, coming home with headaches, Right. Interesting, too, anecdotally, I remember a friend telling me that there was a school, and I can't remember for the life of me what school it was, in the Toronto area, and, like, three or four kids had had brain cancer from the same school. I think I remember you telling me that. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's nuts. So I was trying to find the school. And why are these things even near schools? I don't know. It's just like, well, what's I mean, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh. 
But I was trying to look up the Toronto school that it was, and I couldn't find the name. But I did find an article about a New Jersey school. So in 2022, I found an article saying that over 100 people have had brain tumors from the same high school in New Jersey over the last 30 years. And half of which have been cancerous and many have died as a result. And I was like, yo, that is weird. Over a hundred people from the same school. Something's up with that. Yo. Apparently it's being investigated aggressively with no conclusions yet. Of course. I was like, that's messed up. Very concerning. That's a lot. Yeah. A hundred people in 30 years. And some people like in the same family or like a husband and wife that both went to the same high school. Yeah. Crazy. That's why we got the tinfoil hats on. Right? <laughs> Disclaimer, this hat will not protect you from radiation. It's just <laughs> for fun. <laughs> Throw that up there. Oh, man. But yeah. All right. Oh, man. So we're back with the Chinese and Canadian Air Force. I thought Holy. that was interesting when I saw this on the list. I was like, yo, what's up with this shit? Yeah. The second so- time now. A few weeks ago, we had talked about a Canadian fighter jet being harassed by Chinese jets. So this time, it's a Canadian military chopper harassed by Chinese planes. Again. So it was a CH-148 Cyclone uh, chopper, which is attached to the HMCS Ottawa. It's basically like a, not an aircraft carrier, but it's like a big ship. Um and it was harassed by two planes from the People's Liberation Army Air Force flying J-11s on Sunday. Apparently, this was reported by CNN and Aerotang. Um, So the helicopter pilot apparently had to maneuver to avoid flares that were launched at the chopper. What the heck? Why are they firing flares? That's so weird, right? Obviously, this was deemed unsafe. And apparently, the uh, Chinese, the People's Liberation Army, are saying that the chopper was, they were feeling threatened by the chopper. So that's why they, like, made these maneuvers. (laughs) I don't know. And then I was like, okay, why is, like, why is there so much of a military presence there anyways? So apparently um, part of the HMCS Ottawa's mission in the South China Sea is to help maintain freedom of navigation in international waterways. So these are supposed to be like neutral international travel routes. I don't know. And did you know, fun fact, I was like, what does HMCS stand for again? Because I know like a lot of Canadian ships, they have that acronym in front of them. So it stands for Her Majesty's Canadian Ship. I was like, damn, the crown really owns that stuff for real. Our Isn't it interesting how we always got SS on ours? What does it stand for? I forgot, but I, I do think it's interesting. It still is SS. SS. I'll have to look up what that means. Maybe someone in the chat will know. I bet Lisa knows because she's super smart. <laughs> if she's still there. But yeah, I just thought it was weird. Oh, steamship. Steamship. Oh, okay. powered by steam engines. Supposedly. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird. 
Yeah, the Chinese military said the Canadian helicopter's actions were malicious, provocative, and they had an ulterior motive. And the Canadian chopper pilot's like, what are you talking about? This is weird. I don't know. Keep an eye on those Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. You brought this story to my attention. Yeah, just because it's like... It's like, I don't know. It's just, it, I was wondering, like, you know, where the fuck could you go with this shit? Well, yeah. This is like, the, the whole, whole thing is like, I don't even know is like the legalities of it. Like, if it's not mm. real, is it illegal then? Like, I, I, you know, I don't know. But just to so, me, I was like, yo, like, that's like an easy way to like feed people's sickness without actually doing anything. Except for creating True. an image that never, it wasn't real. But no, it I does just use like, real just, faces. No, yeah, I know. Thing. I'm just saying like nothing actually really happened. Like to me, it would make it easier to flood more of this imagery for people to get off on. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't actually have to be like technically real. I don't know. I was just like that True. could get like, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. It was like this shit getting rampant among those communities. And they don't realize it's actually just fake AI. Well, okay. So people who are not watching and who are listening, they can't see the headlines. So I should probably tell them what we're talking about. So uh, this is a story from New Jersey. Teen boys use AI to make fake nudes of classmates, which has sparked a police investigation. So yeah, this is obviously a danger of, AI. I believe that something similar years ago happened to one of our guests on the Spiritual Gangsters, um, Joy. That this sim a similar thing happened to her, I guess, using Photoshop or whatever technology was available at the time. Apparently, some like fake lewd images were leaked out, and it really affected her life, which is horrible, right? A lot of bullying and not good stuff happened afterwards. So. In this particular instance that we're talking about here, this October, boys at Westfield High School in New Jersey started acting, quote-unquote, weird. <laughs> Apparently noticeably weird. And it took four days before the school found out that the boys had been using AI image generators to create and share fake nude photos of their female classmates. It's messed up, man. But if you've ever watched Euphoria, have you ever seen that show? Uh, parts of it, yes. Oh, no, yeah. I think that I might have watched the... That might be... Yeah, I think I've seen it. Sorry. I watched the first season, and apparently sending nudes is, like, super common amongst high school students. I was like, wow. Was that, who was in that uh, that, that show? Um, it's produced by Drake. I know that. And there um, was the, the trans actor. Okay, yeah, yeah, actress. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I Hunter did mention something. that a lot. I thought that was very, uh, that is the same series. And I watched that. I thought that was extremely, extremely occult show. Before. Oh, yeah, very. I think she was playing, you know, the whole hold sphere. At one point, the tranny was always in orange. Yeah, she's always in orange. I mean, totally. that's where that's where, that's where where the symbol would go on the Kabbalah, you know, on the Kabbalistic yeah. tree, you know. And it was just, I thought the kid was very much like a beast-like and his father was like kind of like the same thing. Oh, yeah, the very, main very uh, male character. Yes, yeah, yeah, Jake yeah. or whatever his name was. Yeah, it's an interesting show. But, uh, yeah, it, I was like, wow, is this what teenage life is really like? I hope 
not. <laughs> yo, I remember when I was watching that, I was like, yo, I was like, is this how school is? And I was like, yo, thank fucking God I grew up when I grew up. Right? I was like, this is terrifying if my kids go to school like this. Oh, God. Um, apparently, so in this New Jersey incident, police are investigating, but apparently they don't really have a lot to go on because the images have supposedly been deleted and they don't have access to trace the source of the images. According to some emails from the principal of the school, the school believes that the images have been deleted and are no longer in circulation among students. But it remains unclear how many students were harmed by this. Uh, due to confidentiality, they cannot say like which students or if they've been disciplined or whatever the punishment has been. Uh, pretty crazy. So apparently they only basically notified the female students who were allegedly targeted. And it's also unclear if what the boys did was illegal, like you were bringing up in the beginning of this topic. Because there is no federal law restricting the creation of faked sexual images of real people. Apparently, some states have laws against this sort of thing, but uh, New Jersey is not one of them. However, there is another law basically like protecting like kids' sexual rights. So they're wondering if like they can prosecute along those lines. Gotcha. Yeah. Very weird. And this is, to me, is terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah. And just basically, you can't believe anything you see. I actually saw a commercial last night on TV for the Google Pixel 8, I think is the phone. And they were showing, like, all these great, like, AI features. Like, oh, wow, you can, like, erase the background. You can change your face from a frown to a smile. Like, all you and your friends are... You know, like they get they get the young people on those gimmicky things like mm -hmm. the screen bends or like <laughs> you can get this ringtone. That was in our day. You're like, you can get actual oh, yeah. song ringtones. That's the phone for me. <laughs> That's what I want. But uh, now it's like these crazy features. And I'm like, you literally cannot believe anything you see online. Like take it with skepticism. Yes. It's very scary to me. Like a post post-reality world we live in nuts all right what we got next here uh, oh the rfk story okay mm -hmm. yeah we brought him up a little bit earlier so i don't even know like how this came out why why now it's coming out i don't know but maybe it's a good time because israel has the spotlight so it's not getting talked about that that much but we got wind of it somehow. Yeah, I was like, speaking of child pornography. Well, you know what I, I do? <laughs> I, um, I'm finding, I, I'm wondering if we're not even going to end up with Biden even running for president. I mean, just being honest with you. I would not be surprised if that's like some whole game changer to really just like throw a wrench into the whole fucking election and just stir shit up. Oh, yeah. But uh, I do, you know, and if he doesn't, it's just... We're gonna. We're going to need. If he doesn't run, because I mm -hmm. think people would assume that if he's going to run, he's just going to end up being the last guy going against whoever for Republican. If he doesn't run, that's going to now throw a bunch of other names 
for people to start looking for conspiracy theories about this story, about, it, oh, this person did that, this person did this, this person did blah, 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 blah. And it's just going to be a whirlwind of fuckery because now we have new names to hate. We have new names to look at. We have new bullshit stories attached to names just for propaganda. It's just going to be, it would really fuel a shit show. And it's like, for all you know, this is like a little sprinkling of that now. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We got to start like popping up the players that are going to be uh, going to be in the game six months from now. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. For sure. It's, it's, just, really I, point, I, it's just if he doesn't, if Biden doesn't end up going to run, I do think it's just going to be a fucking shit show. And just just him doing that, because it's just that, you know, with social media is just going to be flooded, flooded with all this new uh, jewels being dropped. You know, about, mm. about people that we weren't looking into that much prior. But now since they're running, we need to know, like, everything about them. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this does feel a little bit like that. Although, I mean, really, guys. Okay, so basically the story headline is that RFK Jr. flew on the Lolita Express, which, as probably everyone who's listening to the show knows, the Lolita Express was Jeffrey Epstein's private plane that they used to fly people to his island a lot. Um, so it's weird, you know, that RFK Jr. would have flown on the plane, but I think you have to keep in mind, like, even when people bring up like, oh, well, Trump knew Epstein and this and that, they all run in a circle, like a social circle together that we are not a part of. Like they all know each other. They're all friends, friendly, at least, you know, they don't have to be besties or whatever, but they're on like a whole other level. Uh, and they all like float in the same social circles. So basically it's come to people's attention that RFK Jr. was a passenger on the Lolita Express. Uh, and apparently all it was was that he had flown one time on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane in 1993 from New York City to Palm Beach, Florida to visit his mother for Easter. Apparently. Uh, so the connection is that RFK Jr.'s wife at the time, Mary Richardson Kennedy, was really good friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. And she offered the family the plane for their trip. You know, I think one, one oh, thing ahead, would sorry. be interesting, like, like, because I've seen somebody pointed out with Trump, um, I like, you know, Trump's been on supposedly on his plane, RFK's been on his plane. How mm -hmm. can we don't have people trying to like look into flight logs now? RFK has a plane and Trump had a plane. Has Epstein ever been on theirs? Right. Why, why are we always just looking at Epstein's plane? True. What about, you know, maybe he came on your plane and you conducted whatever you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would start looking at the other people's shit because maybe you'll find now our Epstein's been on RFK's plane 10 times. Instead of this yeah. one time in 1993. You know what I'm getting at? Like, why yeah, are we looking exactly. at it like, like that, Like, maybe too? the relationship, it's, it's not just one way. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. if they were friends, maybe they... You know, sometimes you know, I pick up my brother to go to the gym, or he picks me up to go to the gym. <laughs> but if we're only looking at your car, you know, it's different than... Anyway, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I just think it's... It just shows that, like, they're all, you know, friendly with each other. And this is why... Nobody knows who Ghislaine trafficked those young ladies to because they're all the people in charge of everything, right? I don't know. 
Just my opinion. But uh, apparently on the flight, it was Mary, the wife, Kennedy himself, and two of their kids. So apparently innocent flight. Nothing to see here. Although I do have, you have to question, like, why is your wife friends with Ghislaine Maxwell in the first place? (laughs) That actually makes it sound worse that they left that out. You'd been like, ah, maybe it was just like happen chance, but it's like, ugh, man, your wife was even cool with Ghislaine. I mean, if you're that close that you're like, just take, oh, just take, just take the plane. Like, it's no biggie. Like, you're good friends. (laughs) I think. No, I wouldn't give those people my car to drive. I couldn't imagine telling somebody they can take my jet. Right? Fuck it. Yeah. And I don't know if you are familiar or if anyone in the chat or listening is familiar. There's a girl on Instagram. Her handle is House Inhabit. Have you heard of her? No. So she's like a journalist of sorts. I think she has a blog. I don't even know like why she's well known. She has a very large following. I started following her because she was covering the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial in detail. And also then she covered the Ghislaine Maxwell trial in detail and actually was like in the courtroom every day and like giving updates and like her opinion on things. And she's sort of like a celebrity blogger. She's into like the celebrity gossip stuff, but she has a brain. She does think like she's not just like talking about fashion and stuff, but she has that side to her where it's a little bit entertainment value, but also informative. What's this lady's name again? House Inhabit on Instagram. Check out her account. Now I noticed, very interesting, because I'm always like, how does she get access to this stuff? How does she get these stories? Over the weekend, she was at the Kennedy compound and stayed over all weekend. And I was like, yo, what? This girl is not a nobody, Miss <laughs> Jessica Krause or whatever your name is. And I've seen, like, she showed things about her family before here and there. And I'm just like. I didn't see this coming. This is funny. What kind of fam? <laughs> what kind of fam is this? I don't know, man. I don't know. Just saying. That's weird. That's, I hear it could be some clown world of shit going on there. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know. It's odd. But yeah, she now she's it's like, like cozy with the Kennedys. She's <laughs> cozy with the Kennedys now, which I find very interesting. But yeah, check her out. House and Habit. She does some good work sometimes. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I have to say about RFK. I don't know if you have anything to add. I just think it's no. weird. The Lolita yeah. Express connection. I don't know. But like you said, maybe they're just going to dig up dirt on all the candidates now. Yo, if you like... To, I was even th- I don't think it would happen, but I was like, yo, you know how much chaos and nut shit would happen if you somehow knocked out Biden and Trump from running? Oof. Because now at that point, you're literally not saying that those two were a great choice. But oh. in people's eyes, when it comes to politics, the two best choices just got knocked out. And now you're literally just picking from shit because neither side really has anybody that's really got much to say that anybody cares to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like each side, the left and the right really doesn't have anybody of Man, any that significance. Would be really interesting. You know how, <laughs> so basically you're just going to be like, oh, which, which fucking piece of shit are we just going to pick out of these now? Like, I don't know. Like I would just find like that would really like, 
really be a good reason to fucking run this country into good ground because now it's like, oh, all these people don't even have fucking experience. Really shouldn't be running like. Oh, it'll be a fucking shit show. <laughs> like, we were I thought of that. Follow. I was like, yo, if they can knock both of those two out before the race, yo, oh, it would be so fucking insane. I mean, part of me kind of wants that to happen, but then another part of me that's very tinfoily part is like, I kind of do want to see, it's going to sound weird, I kind of do want to see Trump win because it's like a tinfoil fantasy like come true. Because, like, symbolically, like, he has to be the one for the gematria to fit. It's got to uh, be him, you know? And then if it's not him, I'm going to be like, oh, like, <laughs> I'm going to be disappointed a little bit. The Apollo, like, prophecy's got to come true. No, I I've know. even, like, oh, if I was in <laughs> office, this wouldn't have happened. And, like, what's he going to do? He's going to come into office and then, like, go too far and start World War Three. Yeah, like I want to see it come to fruition. Because I've been following you for so long. I'm like, just make I it happen. I guess as long right? as it's over there, right? <laughs> Fuck. Or, you know, maybe Hand of God intervenes and somebody else gets in and... Oh, yeah, the, the UFOs come down and shut off the nuclear warheads. Perfect. That's what's, <laughs> what's going to happen. Well, because well, they've in, said maybe, that's happened before already, you know, I think... Maybe the Space Force they, comes into play. Yeah. You know, yeah. he starts taking orders from uh, the Pleiadians. And, and Jason Shirker. Perfect. <laughs> I love this plot we just created. And another chick, another chick, she's blogging the situation. Oh, God, yeah, House and Habits covering it all from <laughs> yeah. her phone. Amazing. I love this clown world we just created. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. All right, back to the real stuff. Oh, this is cool, honestly. I just included this because I just found it cool. Uh, I don't know if this is how you say it, but um, Gunung Padang is a pyramid buried in Indonesia. And it could be the oldest structure in the world by many thousands of years. Um, So apparently, to get a sense of the timeline here, new radiocarbon dating suggests that the structure at Gunung Padang in West Java, Indonesia, was built during the last ice age, sometime between 25,000 and 14,000 B.C., it was then ab- abandoned for thousands of years before being deliberately buried around 7,000 BC. And just to give you like some perspective, the Great Pyramids in Egypt and Britain's Stonehenge were each built around the same time, which was 3,200 BC. So that would mean that Ganung Padang is way, way older than those, which I found interesting. Another site that people might know of is Gobekli Tepe in Turkey. That's been dated approximately around 9,000 BC. Yeah, there is some stuff that, like, if you were to look at some of the dates that are suggested, you'd be like, wait, hold up. (laughs) Well, just this morning, I told you my kids were asking me how old the Earth is. And I was like, well... Some people say it's millions and millions of years old, and some people say it's only 6,000 years yeah. old. <laughs> you could really go from like 6,000 to 6 billion. I mean. Anywhere in there. Yeah. Anywhere. <laughs> it's a wide range, guys. Yeah. Oh, think for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I found this interesting, and I thought it was cool to include it only, be, you know, also because uh, even me covering like staircases in the woods recently. Uh, it was kind of just like for more of like a Halloween type of a show that I did with Lisa. 
I mean, there there are things that they have found in the woods that like are not so much staircases. They're a little bit more, you know, kind of like this, where it's like you know steps and actual carvings and stuff into the ground. That they're like, you know, we don't even have an idea where you know how old this is yet. They're not even sh- exactly sure what it is completely. Yeah. Well, the thing that struck me honestly the most about the whole thing is that it was deliberately buried. If that's true. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how they can tell that, but I'm not a paleontologist or archaeologist. So I don't know. But that's the thing that intrigues me the most. I feel like we see cyclically these mega structures rise and these cultures rise and then get destroyed. Yeah, it's, this is like totally out there. And this is a wild, I guess, like thought that I just had now. But like, this, this shit is weird to me because it's like you're saying, like, you know, how would you even cover it? You know, how would you bury it? And I'm like thinking in my head, like, yeah, you're going to need like a dumpster or something or like a fucking, you know, one of those machines. And I'm like, but yet every time when I watch the news and they're showing how like Gaza's like blown the fuck up, they're always showing like they already got these machines out in the road fucking moving shit. It's just like to me, it's like, it's just very weird. Mm, it is weird. Like it's almost as if like I'm watching demolition being done. Like when I was younger, at one point I worked for a demolition company, and it's like when you were getting done of like if you demolish the house, mm-hmm. at the end you got to make sure the ground's fucking hard and padded, and you're gonna take those boxes and you're gonna drag it across the ground, and you're gonna make sure it's level for people to come in and say yes, you did it right. There's no pieces of the house under the ground, and everything's okay. Blah 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 blah. You know you have to pay for all these fines and these permits and all these things. And it's just like, to me, it's like I, when I'm watching sometimes this shit and they're showing Gaza, I'm like, this kind of like looks like what's done after you demolish a house and you're I fixing up the ground. I think literally they're clearing the area. I'm like, yeah. yo, and they, these, these people are out there like from the way the TV is portraying it. It's like hours after the place was bombed, you already got these yellow fucking caterpillars. I don't know what company is making them. Already out there like moving the shit. I was like, yo, yep. what the fuck? That's why, that's they, why don't they, react as, they don't react as fast for a fucking hurricane on Long Island. Yo, for real. That's why they don't. They offered the $20 billion just get them out so they can just level the place. Like, you got that equipment just laying around in those areas that you got it there that fast to start cleaning this shit up. It's just, it's just weird to me. So, some it's of the so visuals weird. that you'll see that's going on over there. It is so weird and, and disturbing. And then you're talking about, like, how do you, you know, who knows? How did they bury this? Like, is it? Burying shit, just the thing that we they do a lot now. Yeah, well, even, how would they even have built this structure, like Ganung Padang, back, if it's, say, the oldest estimate, 25,000 BC? How would they even have built it? So, um, some details on the structure. They found evidence of underground chambers. The main chamber is estimated to be 10 meters high, 15 meters wide, and 10 meters long. There's a vast hall large enough to store treasure, um, the guy in charge of this is pushing for future excavations, obviously, and directional drilling to drop cameras and hopefully see more details. But yeah, I just I find the intentional burying the most interesting part of it. I'm like, wow, why was it buried? Anyways, keep an eye on that. Oh yeah, so I think this is our oh it's almost our last story. Sorry, we're going a bit long today. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone that you know of or anyone who's listening or in the chat had problems with this, but apparently last week, customers at several big American banks last Friday 
had direct deposit delays because of an industry-wide processing issue. So apparently the Federal Reserve (laughs) reported a problem with the Electronic Payments Network, which is a private sector operator for Automated Clearinghouse, ACH, which is a network that processes transactions. There was a surge of outages reported, um, and apparently the problem was a file involved in the processing was like out of place or something was wrong with the file. I found it weird that it happened on November 3rd, which is 11-3, 3-11, 33. Anyways, thought it was weird. And I'm like, is this foreshadowing like cyber attacks, bigger events? I'm not so sure. What's your hot take? Uh, well, for one, I was surprised it was actually real. Because I remember a while ago, I remember a while ago, people were panicking and like showing videos of supposedly like people like in lines waiting at the bank, mm. couldn't get money out. And I was like, I, I actually went to Bank of America today and took money out. So I don't know, like, that's not my experience. But uh, supposedly, like, this actually was real. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to get into like the weird, like, occult party about it, but I, I do question like a lot of times with money, does that have to do with, uh, in my opinion, with your hyaloid canal in your eye. If it's straight, it's going to be an eye. When it pulls back like a plunger, it's going to look like an S. Put that hmm. together, you get the money sign, or you get ice-is with both eyes, I-S-I-S. Oh, so shit. sometimes I wonder if, like, even shit like this, believe it or not, has to go back to that money in your eyes. You know, if you're a fucking pupil going back and forth like a plunger, you know, or looking <laughs> like a s- sperm swimming. <laughs> sense. Scalar waves. Yeah. So, mm. like, you know, my, my take on, you know, stuff sometimes with money, I think, is occult symbolism for your eyeballs. So I know that's, like, really out there. Mm. No, I mean, it is and it isn't. Not on this channel. It's yeah. not out there. But, yeah, it is interesting. I don't know. Like, Lisa made a good point in the chat. She said uh, increasing distrust in traditional yeah. banking I was people to a different currency. I was even going to say, too, yeah, could that even be uh, that? Or let's just see reaction to people if this was an issue just for a small blip. Yeah, just to test people's reaction. Or, I mean, the distrust thing is a good point, but also it would make me distrust digital currency. Because I'm like, oh, look, like if if the internet goes down or there's a problem, like, we can't get our digital money, right? So yeah. that's not good either. I don't know. It could be. It could go either way. Depends how they want to play it, right? Okay. So our last story of the week, we have the. Okay, <laughs> this is a funny, a funny Canadian <laughs> thing that I wanted to end it off because it is so clown town. I can't even with you. So the, ha- the headline goes, MPs question how one tech company alone got $11 million for the ArriveCan app. Okay, if you don't know what ArriveCan is, it was an app that was required for travel on Canadian flights, I believe flight- flights entering Canada and probably land travel as well during COVID times when like job passes were in fashion and all that stuff. So it was to, you know, monitor who's coming into the country. I never used it because I never went anywhere during that time. But basically it was just to say like your identity, probably passport info, address info, your job status, like pretty basic. It wasn't like anything nuts. 
So uh, coming to light, and I heard about this a long time ago because, you know, tinfoily and stuff, but it's coming to light in our parliament, which is really funny. Canadian taxpayers have apparently been defrauded out of about 54 million for this app (laughs) that doesn't even really work and ended up being completely pointless because it got trashed. Anyways, keep in mind, Canada is also one of those countries for the travel digital ID pilot project. I believe it's Canada and Netherlands are two of the countries that are involved. So I think this was like part of that agenda. There was a member of parliament. Her name is Stephanie Cousy. She's from Calgary. She brought up in Canadian parliament last week, asking questions about collusion, price fixing, contractors submitting receipts to the government for a company that doesn't even exist when developing the app identity theft, contractual theft, forged resumes, and she asked which Liberal Party insiders got rich off of this scheme. Forged resumes. And I was like, damn, she got balls. I love it. <laughs> Apparently, no one has been fired. No bonuses have been taken away. You know, Liberals reign supreme, can do whatever the heck they want in Canada under Justin Trudeau. These companies can get away with fraud. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone asked why did they think it was a good idea to give over 11 million dollars to these two guys who did no IT work in exchange for their subcontracting services that was another conservative MP who brought that up to the president of uh, Canada Border Services last Tuesday apparently there is an RCMP investigation underway and just as a fun little is that like the Royal Crown Military Police or some shit like that? Uh, Royal Canadian okay. Military Police, I believe. So that's, that's yeah. even like a tie to... Uh, the Crown. Yes. Yeah, it's the Mounties, the guys in the red with the hats that you see. Yeah, the RCMP, Royal Official. Uh, also, apparently, $8 million was spent on a solar-powered barn... <laughs> At the Governor General's residence at Rideau Hall, which is near Ottawa. So the Governor General is the representative of the Queen, or now King Charles, in Canada. So they live, the Governor General lives here, is a Canadian, but like directly reports to like the King. It's supposed to be their representative on the land. So yeah, $8 million was spent on a new solar-powered barn. The barn apparently is for storing vehicles. Mostly. So why you needed to spend $8 million on that? I hope their electric vehicles are charging off this fucking roof. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Apparently, it was hidden. The charges were hidden deep inside the budget of a crown corporation to avoid public scrutiny. I think we'll have some funny shit like that for the next one, too. Yo, for real. Every day, Canada just gets nuttier. Uh, They justified the hefty price tag for the barn because it is a zero-carbon storage building. And I'm like, yo, why couldn't you just get some Mennonites to build it in half the time and less than half the price? <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> Honestly. All right, the Mennonites? You're right. right? No, they built, so fast. they built something for my father-in-law in like one day. There's like this whole crew of them shows up, goes up, and they leave. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is amazing. But I saw on social media floating around that this $8 million was for Trudeau's cottage. But upon investigating it, I discovered that that was false. And it was actually for the the governor general's residence. So you do see some 
you know, some fake stuff out there or not fully true stuff. It wasn't his personal residence. It's a Canadian government property. The Thresh was asking, did you see videos of Trudeau, Trudeau MMA fighting? Some dude punching him in the face. Yeah, he did some like celebrity fight uh, a while, like many years ago. <laughs> yeah, though he really did. And he got like beat up. And last week with uh, Lisa on the show, we, we were talking about Matthew Perry's death. And Trudeau made some like sentimental like post about Matthew Perry's passing. Meanwhile, like Matthew Perry used to beat him up at school. <laughs> you know, I've even wondered with this whole MMA thing and like supposedly like what was it uh, Elon and uh, oh whoever or what Zuckerberg? Oh yeah, weren't they supposed to fight? I sometimes think that whole MMA thing is just to bring up an octagon. Maybe is the, the ring whole number octagon? eight I again? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I mean, it may not, you know, I don't know. I know. I, I'm I pretty know. sure with, uh, you know, Rogan's was is an octagon. Yo, that's true. And he was the, ho he and is or was. go with eight again into Hootie. The host. You're going back to Hootie and eight again. Hootie. Here we go. Just, yeah, mm -hmm. no, I've wondered, is it just a sign for that? I mean, then you're getting into beehive symbolism too. The octagons and shit like that. You know, you could be getting into chemistry. <laughs> so. That's very interesting. See, I never would have caught that. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. But, yeah. Pretty crazy stuff this week, I feel. Yeah. Sorry, it was like, I feel it was very info heavy. It was yeah, like yeah, it was a little more info fun. than clown, I think. Yeah. Still kind of. One of those weeks. That's all. One of those weeks. But, yeah, I hope uh, everybody learned something today. You know, <laughs> thank you so much to uh, everyone who was participating in the chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. And if you are interested, hit up my Etsy to grab your tinfoil hat sure. before they're gone because there is not a large quantity. So sooner than later, get on that, please. But yeah, thank you so much for co-hosting. Oh, of me. course. I always have a great time on the show. I look forward to it every week, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, no, I look is. forward to uh, everyone in the chat and uh, all your commentary afterwards is appreciated also. Sorry if I forget what I say sometimes and you have to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much and uh, stay gangster. We'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>